Welcome to another episode of Planning Phase Syndicate. Episode 8, Aces High. Tonight we're we're going to have a good discussion I think around Aces High. Um we decided to dedicate our Academy 101 segment to talking about the rules and how to play Aces High. And yes, if you're tuning in cuz you were watching us uh through our XCC streams, no, this is not a competitive uh, specific episode. We are 100% doing a, a pretty casual episode tonight. And when I get to my, what turns my dials, if you watched me on Nickel City, you're going to understand why we're going to have to have a conversation about this. Because I love Darth Vader. Either which way, we're going to do a What Turns My Dials tonight. We're going to be doing an Academy 101 where we talk about how to play Aces tie. Uh, maybe build a few lists if we have time. And then we're also going to do a roll call segment where Charles is actually going to talk to us about 1.0 ships or pilots that may not have made it into the 2.0 version. Things he hopes um, that will get put in there. I don't know. Uh, I do think the big thing is he discovered something tonight. He did. And I'm going to bring him into this. But he discovered that... The majority of the pilots for 1.0 Scum made it into 2.0. Right, Charles? That's correct. There's one big uh, glaring uh, named pilot that I miss personally. So this that, that pilot we will speak about later. Um, there's a couple of generics that I'd like to see. Um, like the there was an I-1 Skurg and an I-5 I uh, Fang, which... Back in the day, I-5 was middle of the pack because it went up to 9. So you could say the Skull Squadron replaced it, but we had an I-4 and an I-5. So there was a bunch of, like, variations for, for Skulls so that you, or for Fangs so that you could mix and match a little bit better than just one, four, or named. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. Which is cool. That is cool. So we're going to do that, and if we have time, we're going to get to another Rebel Academy. Kind of depends on um, our time frame for the episode with that being said let's uh bring on our guests or our guests our co-hosts charles and matt how are you all tonight sirs i'm like a guest apparently oh uh, just been a little fighting bit, with the internet company all day uh, evil empire but other than that living the dream man would you say that maybe they were the scum faction because in fairness they just didn't follow the rules broke the rules on more than one occasion, pissed you off to the point where you almost had to throw six red dice at them. Now that was the construction company that caused the <laughs> argument with the cable company, but the cable companies are evil empires. We all know this. Then, you know, the, the, the thing is, is in this analogy, he'd have rolled six red dice and uh, I don't know, there would have been a, a an act where it was like all blanks or something crazy. I don't know. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I was cloaked. You were close. If you watched, um, we are doing some ecstasy streams. Uh, we thought it would be very fun. And actually, come to find out, next week is round six. So um, I believe they do pairings on Monday, July 5th. Um, so hopefully we're going to get uh, some more pairings. And they're now offering, um, uh, they're trying to get us to make sure we stream games from teams that may not be in the top cut. And I said, hey, that's perfect for us. <laughs> like, those are the streams I want to stream, yep. actually. I like those streams. They're going to be things that um, we'll get to talk through. Um, and hopefully we'll have at least two or three XTC streams next week. That's my goal, depending on how fast they fill up. So 
uh, that three o'clock time slot, that 1900 UTC is a really hard time slot for me to fill uh, with work. But uh, this week with vacation time, we made it work. Um, so I was excited to see that game on Thursday. That was uh, that was actually pretty, pretty cool. Um, very, very interesting. How you guys did that. And also very, very, very good game actually to watch. So, well done, guys. Thank you. So our Thursday game was our Denmark versus Switzerland. And um yeah, we had them all up on our 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 Hungary, Sweden. I created I created our um that was our Wednesday game, was our Hungary well, Hungary one. No, that was our Thursday game. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm like two uh, days off no worries. in my head. I, I, I you know, I got I got a chance to to see it, so no worries. Either which way. We did some XCC streams. It was fun. Um, I think that's something that I'm hoping we'll get to continue to do. Um, and at some point, maybe we'll be able to do in-person streams at a tournament. I don't know. Kind of depends how much we have to travel. So if you have not and you're watching the show, liked and subscribed yet, please head over to the Twitch channel. Hit that subscribe button. We're trying to hit 50 subscribers so we could turn on the um, you know the monthly subscriptions as well as if you want to head over to YouTube, throw it up on YouTube, um, and, and that just kind of helps us out. We also have our just our podcast episodes are the only episodes that we have on Podbean, but essentially Podbean is now feeding to a bunch of uh, different sources, so you should be able to get our podcast. If you'd rather listen to us than look at our three ugly mugs, yeah, that's probably a better hey, idea. Yourself, I mean, dude, jeez. Fair enough. We got the balding beauty here and, you know, the beard and um, the scum player. I don't, I don't know how to critique Charles. So. <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's what I get. That's the bald guy, the beard, and the scum player. The insult is I'm a scum player. Thanks, uh, Chris. Anyway. Wow. I mean, apt. Very apt, though. I mean, it was... It was, He's it was not, like, it's not incorrect, right. but, like, wow. Right, no. No, he was. I mean, normally he's like you know, it's like normally he's a little like hit and miss with his with his you know put downs, but there, just right at him. Straight I'm just like gonna, you know what? I'm gonna choose to take it as a compliment that there was not a physical defect on me that he could focus on immediately. So he just had to pick some <laughs> arbitrary thing about me. I'll take that as a compliment. Well, I don't that, see like, my beard there were as so a many, defect. You couldn't just focus on one. Like which that, way was it? I mean, you know what? I'm gonna choose to look on the positive, the glass half full side, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. With that being said, Matt, let's go ahead and kick off our Academy 101. Okay. And here is our I. All right. Well, I know you guys are all bored with how to play uh, single-player X-Wing, uh, sorry, multiplayer X-Wing. So we're going to give you a new format, and that's Aces High. So Aces High can be played with two to eight players. But you don't normally see it with over, like, four. It does get a little bit messy out there on the board, especially in, in normal board state. So uh, it's played with hyperspace tokens. So, Chris, are you able to uh, start jerrying around and bringing up the uh, game board there when you have a moment? I can so Yeah, I can. Did you want to? Did you want to go through the rules so, first, or do you just want me to bring up the board? So yeah, we can. We can. Uh, we can just start with the. There's no real rush. We can put up the, the board later on too. It doesn't really matter. So uh, each player uh, plays with one ship, and it can vary on points. Usually, or what's been accepted in the past has been generally right around eighty points. Uh, 
or so. I mean, you can play more or less depending on your, your setup, depending on your friends. But it's one ship, generally speaking, an ace, hence the name for aces high. Uh, and they usually use a squad points. You can go as low as 50, I think, probably would be pretty low. And I've seen uh, the rules say you can go as high as 125, though. At 125, you're talking about a pretty fat ship. And now that Vader Defender exists, you are pretty much <laughs> going to just have four Vader Defenders on the board. So I'm just saying that's probably going to happen. <laughs> so Spencer's uh, good coming uh, in out of left field. <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, really fat one. And I'll tell you, you can have a very thickery. Han Solo completely fatted out as well. I mean, there's there's a lot of options. I mean, you don't really have to go with a small base, even though that's what you think about when you don't think about bases and stuff like that. But you can, of course, do a larger base. It does make you a pretty prime target and a big target at that. Right. So, um, so basically, Aces High doesn't go in um, pilot uh, initiative order. Normally, it would. You just have a first player. And then all the other players go clockwise from that player. So you'd set it up with you set it up with um, oh, one second, guys. Sorry. Right. Sorry about that. Okay, had a little bit of an issue there. Uh, so you would set up the um, set up the playboard. Oh, sorry, you set up the ships where you're one from each uh, board edge, and then you have to be two from any other ship. Again, starting with player one, and then moving clockwise through the different uh, the different setups. Use uh, four hyperspace tokens and six of any asteroids. They're just placed down into the game board again to the edge, and one from any major thing. Uh, you'll you'll see basically with the hyperspace things in there, it's a little trickier, but you you can figure it out pretty easy. The only trick is is you can't have. Well, I don't think that that matters in this particular one. Uh, though you usually try to have it so you're not aiming directly straight out from any of the launch parts on the hyperspace tokens into any uh, obstacle. All right, so points. Uh, the game goes to six points. How do you score points? So there's two ways to score points. Well, multiple ways to score points. Well, we're going to go with two major ways to score points. First of all is the first hit taken on a ship. Uh, that's a full hit, full hit point ship, down one hit point. Or scored that hit, gets one victory point. And then also defeating a ship. So if you defeat a ship, then it's kind of like a multi-swing. So here's how it works. You will defeat that ship. You get two victory points for defeating the ship. And then you take any uh, victory tokens that that person has on their pilot as well and add those to your pile of victory points. And then you add a victory point token to your pilot card. That's not a point for you, but it is a point for others if they kill you. Yep. So sense. it's essentially like if you and I are flying and let's say I have Vader in the Defender... And you got a fat Han, and I outmaneuver you. You can't shoot at me. I kill you. Which would, that would take forever to kill you, man. That would take years. Anyway, but whatever. So I I kill you. I get your victory points because you killed Charles Gurry because you know no matter what you do, Gurry's not sucks, gonna right. live. Um, it's better than Torkoal Muck. So 
Yeah, you can't run Torkel <laughs> mugs, Charles. That's that's a rule. Um, oh, ouch! I it, forgot it's, you it's can run right at the bottom. <laughs> no, it's right at the bottom. Underneath scoring, nobody gets Torkel mugs. Um, that's what it says. But anyway, so if if I if, if I if you killed him and I and then I kill you, I get his the victory point you took from him plus the victory points from you, correct? So right. So you get so you get two points for killing me and then one extra because I had one victory point on my card. So yes. Yep. So real quick question. So hypothetically speaking, if Chris killed you with those additional points on your card, those points go onto his card and basically make him a prime target that we kill him to get those points. Is that right? He gets one point on his card. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, because you can only take the one point. That's what I was trying to get at is to make sure that if I kill you, I don't get all of your points. Because if you got three points already and I kill you, I get those three points plus the one that I'm at four. Like, that yeah. seems pretty unfair. <laughs> you could die five times and end up with a lucky shot and win if you get the person in first place. Yes. So, no, what it is is it's one. It's one, um, it's one victory point per and then. Think about it. If I were to take have taken both of you guys out and I have two on my card, then I'm worth two points for the kill normally plus the two on my card. So the kill on me would be worth four, for instance. Oh. Yeah. How so long it depends. is this gaming going to last very long, is it? Well, um, well, they are aces. So, I mean, there's a little bit of this and that. Uh, you know, it, it'll depend. It's not super duper easy to to pin down and kill aces with only one ship too. That's another thing to remember, right? And lots of times, what you do is focus fire in the game. So, and also, once you're off the board, you're not out permanently, right? Like the next planning phase, you get to redeploy back into the game and you try for points yourself. So it's not just oh, I I got I got destroyed. Now I sit out and wait for the next game, right? Yeah, no, exactly. So there's uh, yep. So now. When does it end, right? So you end a, a, a certain amount of points, uh, anywhere from six and up, I guess, depending, uh, again, how many your crew decides they want to play. And you're talking about um, restoring your ship. You do restore a ship uh, if you are off the board, and that's if you fled combat, which I'll give you rules on if you flee. Um, if you flee combat, then that's then there's points there. That you so anyways whatever uh, if you're destroyed or you flee combat you're off the board you do redeploy next time it's your turn what you'll do is you'll roll a die and then uh, you'll either get hit focus or uh, so I'm sorry roll a red die it's either a hit focus blank or you can get a crit uh, on a crit I believe you come back in on a hit mark I think you get a choose actually on a double check sorry well this guys it doesn't happen very often obviously but. And then um, you get to reposition. So if you flee, you lose points, though. So, like, if Charles decides he's just going to run from me because, you know, I'm Darth Vader and everybody should be afraid. Not as afraid as Thrawn, but everybody should easily be afraid of Darth Vader. Then he he would lose a point for that. Thrawn's overrated. (laughs) Oh, you say that. But you don't know. He's not even in X-wing. He isn't even in X-wing. I was gonna say, but he's then again never flew flew a uh, did he? I don't think he ever was a pilot really of a. Of he was a, a pilot of a star destroyer. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a grand admiral. So <sighs> he'd be Anyways. a crew card because he's not good enough to be a pilot. 
Right. Not, not, right. There you go. All right. That would probably be a very bad crew card to have. Or what's, uh, to have. What turns my dials? Anyways. So, okay. Well, I'm not, I, not looking in on it. We'll say that I think you get to choose which one. And we're going to go with that until I can find better answers and I'll have a response for you. If I it says, starting with the it. first player, each player with no ship in play rolls one attack die and then restores their destroyed ship, placing it back in play with its rear guides at the positions. And then let me bring up, I could bring up TTS, can I? I think I can do that. Well, so again, on the token, there's only um, a focus and a hit and a blank symbol. So if you get a crit, I believe you get to choose. So there are four symbols on the board arranged at two of them diametric at three, three from each corner. And then also two of them, again, diametric from an opposite of the other two at one, one from each corner. Chris is likely bringing this up on screen now uh, to show you. And if you look at the hyperspace tokens, you'll see what they are. So they're always facing with the blank towards the corner of the of the uh, of the of the board. So if you do end up with a blank, you will have to remember to uh, to set up your ship right, you know, carefully along the corners there. Uh, right, when you so, do come back in, you come back with all your charges and everything. Sorry, Chris. What? Yep. So I have Obi One on the board right now, and Keith Flood. Going Vader. Nah, I had Obi One. I like Obi One. And in, in in the woo, he likes to fly past. In the e in the, in the uh, not in the ETA but the Delta. So where would he come back in? So let's say he left. He's going to leave. He's running through three. Boom. He's gone. Where does he come back? So you roll a dice. Okay. I'm going to roll that dice. Mm -hmm. You ready? What'd you get? I can't bring it up. That was what was my I got a hit. video issues. Okay. So you can place it at the back guides at any one of the three or four rather hit icons on those four hyperspace dials. So if you look, okay. you'll see them there. And then you can I line see. it up on any, whichever one you feel like having. Now, if they're all full, then you would do uh, range zero from a board edge uh, instead. So that probably isn't likely going to happen because they're always going to – you should be fine to be able to come through on most of the time. But if it ever does happen, you do set yourself up at range zero from a board edge. Um. So they're either time matches. Uh, sometimes you'll do a little less time on those. Uh, d again, d it's dependent upon who's playing. Uh, an hour and five minutes is uh, is one of the times that gets thrown around. Uh, you could play an, an hour 15. You can play to points. Whatever you decide is going to be what you decide to do. So one point for hitting a ship from the first time from full health to down even one health. Two points for uh, killing a ship, plus any uh, points on your, your uh, pilot card. You come back, at, uh, roll the dice, and then decide which hyperspace token to deploy at. And then, uh, yeah, are there any other questions, guys? So your goal is to not get hit. That's what your goal is. So your goal so is to kill everybody a, else and not die. It's the same goal as regular X-Wing, right. just with less ships. Yep, and then if you flee, that's right. Yep, if you flee, I forget about that. You um, remove all of your victory tokens from your card, and then you take an equal number to that from your own victory pile stash, as well as one extra for fleeing. So let's say you have three on your card, you take three from your stash plus one for four. So you lose four victory points for fleeing. 
So don't really suggest doing that. So I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since you could pick your pilot and you could fly whatever you want, does anybody know how Maralo Evol plays into this? <laughs> I mean, you just come back on the edge of the board. Why would it be any different? Well, because technically he flees, does it? He doesn't. He's not destroyed, but I mean, he flees and then comes back. Would well, he... you and I, you and I yeah. both know when when he flees, though, right? It's not the same, is it? Right. He's know. not actually playing that. combat, so. I mean, oh, fair I would assume that his rules follow the rules of the ship card. It says when he flee, would he, it probably says when he would flee, place him in reserve would be my guess. Let me pull that card up actually, and I will tell you. All right, where are you, big fat thing? All right, if you would flee, you may spend one en- energy. If you do, place yourself in reserve instead. So, basically, you don't flee. You just place yourself in reserve. And then you're yeah, so you would still the suffer end. the same consequence as Charles. So he's not the one you want to take. Because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't get... You take Bosk. If you're going to take one of them, take Bosk. Take Bosk, yeah. Just take, yeah. Just take the party bus. Just murdering ships left and right. <laughs> party bus, yeah. Bazan. Come on. Well, I guess, I guess the appropriate terminology would be murdering ships in my front 180. Left, right, and center. Oh, front arc and center, yeah, front arc and center, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So don't flee, uh, and yeah, sure. Morale of all of all works just fine. So if you want to take him, I I vote definitely take him. Is there all any right. questions from you guys again? No, I think we're good. Honestly, I I, I don't think there's a lot to to do with there. I think it would be better if we could put it on the table. I played it once. So before the pandemic, when I was traveling, this was actually literally the first X-Wing game I ever played. I was out in Wisconsin. It was the middle of, uh, it was a Wednesday night. They had a local there. And, you know, I met up with a group because nobody was playing Destiny on Wednesdays and I was bored and didn't want to go to a bar. And I found, I went to the local board game store and they're like, oh yeah, we got X-Wing in the basement. You want to, you want to play? I was like, is it free? Yeah, they got, trust me, they got more ships than they need. <laughs> That's what they told me. <laughs> and uh, so I went downstairs and they're like, hey, you guys, you want, oh, you're joining us? You want to play a new game? Sure. Um, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 like a new set of rules. And I was like, oh, oh, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's either do this or go to my hotel room and sit. So guess what? Here you go. Here, it's a different rules. But here, guess, guess what pilot they gave me? Sparkle Marks. No. Nope. Sudafel. Nope. Man, Vader X Nope. A I mean, droid so fighter. Many choices, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's ten like six hundred. Oh, ten t- nub. In the B wing? Yeah, I got ten nub fully loaded, like a loaded out ten nub in the B wing. That's interesting. And then, and then I was like, I don't know how to fly this, and they're like, All right, we're just gonna give you Poe instead. So that's what they originally gave me was ten nub, and then. One of the dudes was like, well, I like 10 number. I'll fly him. You want to fly my Poe? And I was like, sure, I'll fly your Poe. And then he gave me Poe. So I flew Poe the first time. That was the first ship I ever actually physically put on a table. And you came back from, after being forced to fly a T-70, you came back and continued to play? Man, that's dedication. I played the week after that and actually played a game with them. So, How long were you in Wisconsin for? Uh, I was in Wisconsin for... 
seven so months. That sounds terrible. Yeah, well, when you travel for a living, sometimes you do uh, underrated things. What we're going to do, I'm going to hit the transition button. We're going to go to what turns my dial. So tonight is a pretty easy one. I'm going to bring it up on the screen here. If you didn't know, Vader and the Defender cannot do a lot of things. He's garbage. All right. Well, is it your what turns my dials or is it mine? I'm just lending my opinion to the, the I'm pouring gas on the fire. All right. So I disagree. I don't think Vader actually sucks. I think Vader is a good pilot. I think a lot of people don't like to run expensive aces. So here's the deal. Vader comes in naked at 115 points. The ruling is that on his card, it says you cannot spend force charges except while attacking. Now, that sounds pretty good to some extent, but that's not what we're used to. We're used to being able to spend force wherever we want to, whenever we want, and however we want. When you perform an attack, you spend one force charge, only one, to change a blank to a hit. Not a crit, just a hit. And, um, I think that in of itself is actually pretty good. So you recover a charge every run or every, every run, every round. And so if you spend one charge, who cares? You can't spend it on anything but attacks. That's it. Just attacks. That's, that's all you get, but you're in a defender. So it's one of those things where a lot of people, um, a lot of people are like, Hey, I really like defenders. They are really defensive. Now, Charles played a game where he had a Vader. And I'll tell you what, his Vader lived a lot longer than most ships would, even without being able to spend force on defense because he can outmaneuver, he can out scheme, and he hits like a truck. Period. Boss gets harder. Boss can hit harder with Sam, but only with <laughs> Sam. You got to have Sam. So this is not what turns my dials. What turns my dials is I can't have supernatural reflexes. Right, And I'm telling you this, and it's, it's not that I disagree with Vader. What I disagree with is give me the ability to spend my force to either perform a barrel roll or boost action before my turn. Right? Let me be, let me be Kylo a little bit. Now, the reason I, this does, this turns my dials is because supernatural on an I-6 is 32 points. Vader comes in at one 47. 147. What are you going to put in there? Can you even put, I don't even think you could put soon here fell with him. We're going to find out though cuz I'm going to bring that up here in a second. Pretty sure you can actually. Hold on. Maybe not, but we'll find out. Yeah, you oh, can. That's a tie Soon fell's 54 points. So you can't Oh, you couldn't. Yep. But you can do Sienna Re. But Sienna Re's not sincere. There's a huge difference. Difference. No, she's. I hate Sunterfell. One point off. I know you one do. Point off from being able to run Sunterfell. Exactly. So, this is costed to allow you to do this, and this will give Vader because if we talk about tradition, and this is where I'll, this is my last point I'll make, if we talk about the tradition of Vader, Vader has avoided death 
on so many occasions, it's not even funny. If you read any of the books that he's in, anything, and, I, and I, I'll be honest, I read like two to three Star Wars books a month, sadly enough. I read a lot of Star Wars books, a lot. And Vader is able to do things lots of people cannot do. He is insanely a boss Evil over everybody sorcerer. else. What's that? Evil Space Sorcerer. There you go. Evil Space Sorcerer. But to me, I get why you can't allow it for defense. I 100% agree with that. I don't disagree. But at least let me barrel roll or boost with my supernatural reflexes at a time. That's all I'm saying. That's my rant. You guys you guys can come in now. Come in. Oh, here's in. I'll go go ahead, Matt. I will allow you to go first and then I will I will retort. Yeah. I was gonna say don't get me wrong. I would think it would be very fun to have supernatural reflexes on Defender uh Vader. However, that being said, mm. Vader Defender has pretty much one weakness. And that one weakness is swarms. Blocks and swarms. So if you can block him and swarm him, you beat him. With supernatural reflexes, my guess is, is that it would be almost possible to catch him, to swarm him, and beat him. So, I don't know. To me, it's you get the, pretty much the modified attack dice. If you could boost or boost left or right and then do a 4K, which is white, with supernatural supernatural boost to get the right the correct angle then move at six to do the supernatural i mean you're you're looking at the back of them now you still have the ability i think after supernatural you get the ability to do an action too right isn't that right yes yep yeah so basically you get you get all those extra things so you yeah it would be broken very broken sorry i disagree with you how about this and and i'm gonna throw a challenge out there and then i'll let charles decide why he thinks that he doesn't like Vader. But I throw a challenge out there. You run Defader Vendor with anybody else. Defader Vendor? Defender Vader (laughs) with Supernatural and run any other ship you want that fits the 200 point limit. And I'll bring bring a list and we'll go at it. 100%. I don't think you're going to win. But I'm not going to lie. I don't think I can win with it. Don't get me wrong. I think there are people out there that will win with it. Not so fine. me. Find, find somebody, anybody. This is an Ollie open Paco. challenge. Yep, we'll get Ollie Pocko on you, <laughs> you get a, Ollie will probably win just because he's a better player than me. So come on. <laughs> like, let's be honest, man. But fine, I don't care. Bring Ali on. See if Ali wants to join our stream. Right. And we'll do a live game. He could fly Vader Defender with Supernatural and one other ship. And that fits the points. Because, by the way, you could put Echo with passive sensors and you have a straight 200. That's pretty good, actually. You don't get your, you know, mall. But you, you're you're pretty good. That's pretty good. Echo's pretty good piece. Good brother, but still not bad. Not bad. It's a good choice. So, Solid anyway... Choice. I challenge oh. anybody. Let them. I'll I'll run whatever list I can for the two hundred. You get that, and we'll see where we oh, are. So wait a minute. Couple things. Number one, you're talking about how amazing this would be, but then you want someone else to fly it against you so that you can disprove your own theory that it's not amazing, right? Is no. that is that what we're doing? Nope. 
No, what I'm saying, Charles. I said it was unbeatable. He's saying it's beatable. Yeah. I'm saying is it is beatable. Let them do that. It's definitely I agree beatable. with not being able to modify defense dice because that's like that 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 becomes a pretty what the defender is already extremely defensible. And if Vader is allowed to take a target lock plus take his free evade and use his force to um on evade that i agree that's fine that's probably pretty broken but vader can't modify defense dice let him be 147 With points the force he can still modify his defense dice he gets an evade and a focus he has pretty to take much the focus. every time but he has to take the focus right i get it but the force is all there for attack see that's the thing you're you're acting like you need the force for both attack and so like who cares you can dump every bit of force to hit like a dump truck after you have repositioned yourself so you take what two shots if you can if you can change it instead of bumping and taking five shots to to remaneuvering pre-maneuvering and taking a um an evade and a focus and only taking two shots therein lies the difficulty right? what 32 point ship what 32 point ship could equal that amount of of extra survivability in an already very powerful ship is what Charles is basically saying and what I'm basically saying too. I'm not saying it's unbeatable. It's just a force magnifier is all I'm saying. So here's, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say one thing that's just kind of tongue in cheek that has nothing to do with this other than Vader is involved in what I'm going to say. And then I'm going to address Vader defender with supernatural reflexes. Cause Chris says that, that Vader is like the, the boss, right? The master of the force got snuck up on by a ship six times the size of the ship he was in during the trench run. Han Solo in the Falcon. Han Solo in the Falcon snuck up on Vader and shot him. And his reaction was not, oh, yeah, I knew they were there. His reaction was, what? Like, like complete, complete surprise for the master of the force who felt his son across the galaxy didn't feel Joe Schmo and his pet dog in the cockpit of the Falcon lining up a shot. Bull. He's not as powerful as everybody says he is. He's great. I take nothing away from Vader, but he's not as powerful as everybody says he is. He's a whiny person in a really powerful suit that was backed by the corporate empire, and that's all it is. It's propaganda, baby. is not as good as he thinks it is. Anyway, back to the reality of this stupid ship. And send the hate. Send send the hate. Send the hate. I don't care. Bring it. Send it. I'll I'll take all the heat on that one. I don't care. So called Chewbacca a dog asshole. He he. Listen. All right. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Hold on. I didn't do it first. I didn't do it first. That's fine. Let's move forward. What's your spaceballs did it way before I did. I know. He's a monster. You said that it's costed to do this. There's not another ship, not another ship in this game, not one. I defy you to build another single ship at 147 points. I can fully load Guri, fully load Guri with every every possible upgrade slot full, and she's like 127. Okay. Say Ray is closer. Ray, you can get pretty high up, but I don't think you can get to 147 with Ray even either. And she has a lot of slots. And that's she's just in the supernatural. Falcon. I'm just saying. You still got three other slots that you haven't even touched. That's just supernatural. 
So you're at 147. You are three quarters of the 200 point list in a ship. Yeah, that's why I don't think it's a big deal. I'll get half and run. I know. That's my point. You just proved my point, man. My point is, is it's not that great. It's the whole point is, is let them have supernatural. Let's move on with our lives. I disagree. Have advanced and, and, sensors. And, and, and here is why I disagree. Here is why it's great. With Supernatural, if we compare the X1 with Supernatural, which it can do, the X1 with Supernatural is not as defensive as a defender, and it's still, still a beast to take down with Supernatural on it because of the repositioning that he gets, because of the force manipulation that he gets, and because of just Vader's general abilities in the X1. I think the Defender Dial is better than the X1 because it has the white K-turns. It allows for you to do some tomfoolery. I think that beyond the Dial being better, the ship is more defensible with more health, better Dial. I think the attacks are stronger, in, in my opinion, when you have the Force set aside just for that and tokens, so you don't have to conserve Force for anything if you don't want to. Vader and a Defender, I like the X1 better. But that's my personal flying style. After flying Vader Defender, if you put Supernatural on them, it's and it's game breaking. And I don't think anything can convince me the otherwise. That's my two cents. I'll be quiet now. Yeah, and that's fair. You guys had your opinion, my opinion, my segment. I'm just telling you. <laughs> to me, it's I disagree. I don't think it's that that meta breaking. Especially, it's the same way, like, I could have said the same thing with advanced sensors. In my opinion, let Vader have advanced sensors because he can't then perform the evade action after he execute a three to five maneuver because advanced sensor says you get one action. That's it. You're done and over with. So both of those could be fine, but hey. But is it an action or is it a token? So yes, it's perform it's an, an action. action. So if you advance sensors, you can't take it. Yep. Gotcha. So fine. Give me advanced sensors at minimum. Take the force thing off and give me the sensor slot and we'll move on. Either which way, this is enough. <laughs> we've we've exhausted this subject. I still put the challenge out there. If people really think it's that broken, and I'm not that great of a player, you're welcome to challenge me. You get to run the Vader Defender with Supernatural and all of that and beat me. I don't, and, and if you can beat me consistently, fine. We'll have an episode where I spend the time going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I kind of want to. I kind of want to line this up just so that I can hear you say that. I know. Fine. I kind of do too. Bring it on. <laughs> I've ch- I challenge people on Nickel City live on his stream. I'll challenge people live on Planty Face in a kid. Either which way, I've had enough <laughs> Vader Defender for the night. Um, why don't we talk about something maybe a little bit more fun? I don't know. Um, why don't we do a roll call segment? in our roll call segment tonight i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna do something different we've done a lot where we put ships together and like we could do that we could we could we could have a segment where we build aces high list we could do that i don't know if that's that much fun um, it is fun. I actually found it really fun. I'll be honest with you. I already built three lists, three lists. Um, just two. so everybody knows three of them. One of them you saw was Obi-Wan. You just don't know what it was because y'all jumped out of CTS too fast. So I'm going to delete those lists <laughs> or y'all find them. Um, 
but I think it might be fun to talk about 1.0 to 2.0 conversion, right? Because I think that's a big thing for a lot of longer-term players. It's a lot of things people... There's a love for 1.0 that some people have um, that others do not. But to me, the big part about the game is when you make a transition and you do all these things, what, what do you want to do? You want to bring some of your favorite components, some of your favorite elements over, right? You spent all this money. You did all these things. How do you get them into the next, you know, the, ne the next version of this? And I will tell you, I bought in under 2.0, not 1.0. So like in my world, it's a little bit different, but... I can understand it from other games that I played, such as like Mansions of Madness, where I had to buy a 2.0 version of the damn game um, just to play. And I think that's an important factor in having the discussion because a lot of people were playing this game before even I knew about it. So Charles is going to talk to us tonight about 1.0. And he's going to give us some ships or some pilots that he said did not make it to the cut and we could then discuss why they might not have made them because maybe it's like the vader vader and defender with supernatural there you go maybe that's the case so with the pilots that i took i don't think anything like that is the case so far but as we delve into this further uh eventually i'll talk about upgrades that didn't make it stuff like that um, that I think would be cool in 2.0. Um, I don't know how we would fit them into 2.0, so maybe down the road we can discuss how we would bend a 1.0 card uh, to fit into 2.0. I think that would be fun. But for tonight, uh, just looking at 1.0 to 2.0 when it comes to pilot transition. So background on me. I've been playing X-Wing since the scum split since they took the scum pilots and built their own faction rather than having them be uh, part of the Empire. Because the Empire originally had a fire spray that they used with Boba Fett as the pilot uh, until they decided that scum needed to be its own faction. Um, I have always loved the Star Viper uh, as a ship. Um, I think it's great. One of my the only N64 game I ever really owned was Shadows of the Empire, and that book and that uh, that game is where the ship originated. Um, Star Vipers were terrible in 1.0. Nobody played them. They were too expensive. They tried to figure out how to make them better, uh, and then came the pack where you got a repainted Star Viper and a repainted Kiraz fighter. And in it, you got a whole bunch of pilots uh, for the Star Viper and the Kiraz Fighter. You got the Kiraz Fighter title that gave you three mod slots and made every mod cheaper. Uh, and you got the Star Viper title that allowed you to not only equip that Star Viper title, which made the Star Viper three points cheaper, uh, but you could also then equip a secondary title and take Virago. Uh, in that pack also came my favorite pilot, which was Thweek. Now, Thweek at his core was a regular Star Viper pilot. He was I-4, uh, which is like, I don't know, I-2 or I-3 now. So not super high up on the chain, but not like bottom of the barrel. Uh, and Thweek's ability was during the Place Forces uh, step, you could choose one of your opponent's ships uh, and assign either Mimicked or you could assign Shadowed to your, your opponent's ship. Now, how that worked was if you assigned Mimic, uh, just a second, I want to make sure I get the wording. So if you, decide, if you decided to assign Mimic, Thweek is, is treated as having that pilot's ability. 
So you could copy another pilot's ability. So like if they were flying Fenrau, you could mimic Fenrau and have a Star Viper that had Fenrau's pilot ability. <laughs> that would be awesome. And That's also game-breaking would be my guess on that. Uh, it, 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 I don't think it ever got out of control. Week didn't get a lot of play. Um, but I ran him in a list with Fenrau and um, Talon Bane Cobra, which was the I the I nine Kiraz fighter. So it was a triple ace list, uh, because the other ability, which is shadowed, was that Thweek is treated as having the pilot skill value uh, you have after setup. So if you ran a a, a scrub list, so everything was below I four. I would mimic one of your pilot's abilities because I four I was already the ace. If you ran something that was higher than I four, I would copy your pilot skill so that way I could have myself above you in the initiative order because I always took the bid, and then I had Fen and I had uh, Talonbane, which were all high high pilots. But it adds a, a level of complexity to the game because. You you could copy another pilot's ability. So if you flew Bosk, I could have a Star Viper that could push a crit through, uh, you know, into two hits. But again, he was he was mid card. So if you chose to steal somebody's pilot ability, you did it at what essentially now is like I three. So you were you were a mid card pilot at best, and the Star Vipers were not in one what they are now. They were not as beefy. They were not as dodgy. They were mid-range, mid-card ships at best. Um, so as much love as I have for it, I really wish that he would have made uh, the transition uh, to 2.0. I would love to have him. So I have a quick question. Can I ask a yeah, question? Absolutely. Just, just because this is all new to me. So in this world, and I have this up on the screen, right? So Thweek is a four week that's hilarious the weeks of four yep and if you would have no reason to ever choose to take a lower pilot skill level right absolutely correct absolutely correct so you would never do that because virago says you can't have it if you're three or lower lower so with the week and this is a 26 point ship so think of it double it for 2.0 so that's uh, 52, right? Yep. Yeah, 52. Good, thank you. I'm glad yep. somebody can do math, because I can. So it's a 52-point ship in 2.0, and I don't know what Guri is off the top of my head. I think Guri comes in... 70-something. Around, yeah, 60 or 70. But so you could have that Star Viper title, as well as Virago, 64. and now you're getting... Oh, listed upgrades. Now you're getting system upgrades. I think that's like an undervalued character in that list because I'm coming in right now naked at 26 points. I still have 74 points to play with however I want to. Absolutely. I loved it. Now, I'll, I'll be fair. With this list, the list that I ran, which was Fenral, Thweek, and Talonbane Cobra, the Alpha Strike was ridiculous. But they popped like zits on a teenager's face. Like they just, like if you got my dice went cold at any point in time, they died. Because if you look at a Viper, the Virago title in one point, all it did was give you the system and the, the yep. illicit. It did not give you the extra shield. It did not give you the additional boost. It gave you none of that. 
It just gave you the ability to have the illicit and the other. So yeah, I would run advanced sensors, probably run glitter stim. That's one of the cards we'll talk about later that I made the transition to 2.0. Um, and just run him at 31 points. Fenrao with push the limit, um, which in 1.0 push the limit was our answer to linked actions. Um, obviously running the Concord Dawn title. Um, and then I would run Talonbane, and I would fully load Talonbane because there was no reason not to. If you put the Kiraz title on the Kiraz fighter, um, you got three mod slots, and everything was every cost of the mod was lowered by one to a minimum of zero. So you could just load him up with modifications that made him a beast as well. Um, but that being said, that's the scum pilot that I wish would have made it over. Um, moving on to the other two factions that were available because we didn't have uh, First Order uh, and we didn't have Resistance. First Order was lumped into Imperial and Resistance was lumped into Rebel. They had not yet split into their own factions. Um, so for Rebel, uh, we had the Rebel TIE Fighter, which was Sabine's TIE Fighter. Um, there were a lot of cool pilots. I completely forgot that Ahsoka Tano was one of them. Um, so you had Ahsoka in the Rebel TIE Fighter, and her ability was that at any point she could spend a focus to give a friendly ship at range one a free action. So she was kind of like Jake, but in a TIE Fighter. So, well, she but she like had... To... She restored, she kept her own ability, like from the Republic version of her, where she can basically just use the Force to give a... It's like a Force coordinate in this particular case she uses a focus but still yeah we didn't have force at 1.0 that was that's a that's a 2.0 construct oh, really? um yeah there was no there was no jedi i mean you had luke um but i don't Ahsoka know Ahsoka Tano is a jedi so it's the same <laughs> right but i'm saying like we didn't have like republic jedi starfighters or anything like that gotcha. oh i know but i mean you're saying Luke's X-Wing, Luke Skywalker and I, the X-Wing had no... I'm double-checking because I don't think so, but let me... I Before someone calls me out on it, give me two seconds because I don't remember there being Force, but I could be wrong. So what would Luke's talent have been? Oh, uh, Luke's talent, he was an I-8 pilot in the X-Wing, so almost top of the list, and was while defending, you may change one focus result to an evade result. Okay. So there was there was no force. Soft focus. Um, yep. Soft, so just soft defensive focus. Yep. That's horrible. So, <laughs> I mean, it's we all had right. No, we had, it's we had no force, man. It's reusable. If he takes more than one shot, it's like basically having multiple focus tokens. In that in that particular case, that's multiple focus tokens, basically. Fair enough. Um. I so I like is, but... I like the idea of having Ahsoka in the Rebel Tie Fighter. Uh. The, the issue that we had with the Rebel TIE, because everybody got excited about the idea of Rebel TIE swarms, um, but every single pilot was released for Sabine's TIE is a unique pilot, so the most you could have was like three or four on the board, um, and that was if you wanted to fill your list out with that. Um, I don't that know why that... Didn't... true. Isn't that right? Can you not... Yeah, I don't think you... Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all generic. still... They're all... No, yeah, there's no generic. Said. They're all still named. Um, I think Ahsoka was the only named pilot in Sabine's TIE Fighter that did not transition to 2.0 in Sabine's TIE We got other Ahsokas, but not in Sabine's Rebel TIE Fighter. 
Um, and then for me, one pilot that I would have liked to have seen, um, th I like the X1 platform, the, the TIE Advanced X1. I like the platform. I think it's fun. Uh, every time that I've been forced to fly it, which is never, but every time that I've flown against it, um, it's not been a negative play experience. There's not been a time where I felt it was overpowered. I feel that it's been aptly costed in both 1.0 and 2.0, whether it was Merrick Steele or Vader or whoever flying it. Um, Juno Eclipse uh, was a pilot that we had available in the TIE X1. Uh, and her ability, I think, would be fun in that ship because of its maneuverability, but uh, her ability was when you reveal your maneuver dial, uh, you may increase or decrease the speed of your maneuver by one. So if you revealed a two bank, it was like it's like the slave one. Uh, you could choose if someone blocked your three well, bank, you could choose like to do a two. Is it more like Hera or no? I'm not sure which Hera B-Wing, Hera A-Wing, Hera Ghost. Right. Yeah, Hera in the uh, VCX. Oh, Hera in the Ghost. Okay. Um, maybe? I don't know. I've never flown the Ghost. Well, that, and then there's there's also a, there, I think there's a droid that actually allows you to kind of mimic that too now. <laughs> there's possible, and I know that um, the there's a, I think there's a pilot, like a, um, or a crew that allows you to do it as well. Um, but having it on an X1, I think would be a lot of fun just because it opens up that maneuver dial and allows you to be a little bit reactive and planning with it. Um, so it makes, it makes her whole dial besides the 4k, the whole dial would be blue maneuvers and the 4k <laughs> is a white maneuver. The whole thing. That's crazy. And if you did the 4K, you could take it down to a 3K if you needed to. That's crazy. R2A6 allows you to, uh, you may set your dials to a maneuver of the same bearing and speed, one higher or lower. Yep. So a public droid. Yep. So, but this gave this gave something like that to uh, to the Empire, which is something that I don't know that they have a whole lot of. Uh, I know that Boba, the Slave 1 title for Boba Fett, allows you to change the bearing of your maneuver but not affect the speed um but yeah i mean that's that's that there's a lot of upgrades that i would have loved to see like glitter stim or something like that um make its way over from 1.0 to 2.0 and who knows uh maybe we'll see it in future packs um i don't know um for those of you that are wondering just real quick glitter stim was an upgrade where to translate it to 2.0 terms would be it has one charge, just like any other illicit upgrade. You spend your charge, and the, at the start of engagement, you choose to spend your charge. And for the remainder of that engagement round, all focuses on any die, whether it's red or green, become hit or evade. Nice. So one round of, of like, super evades? Super, you basically do a bump of magic. Yeah, you basically do a bump of magic snow, and then you are hyper focused for that combat round. Yeah. So you know what's funny? In the new High Republic book, spoiler warning, they do this weird substance that the um the enemies do this weird substance that is essentially like that. It makes them hyper focused. So we might still see this come back, honestly, Charles. Maybe not as that name, but we might actually see this come back if they bring any of the High Republic stuff into um, 
into the show. And I mean, there are some that though. Maybe like a hit where you like get a second focus or something. Two points for that—that's ridiculous. Well, think oh, so two that's points, four points. Yeah, I was gonna say two points on a one hundred point list. Gotcha. Um, but you know, there are some cards no. from one that made it to two but completely changed their abilities. Um, and that's just because there were some things from 1.0 that was removed. Um, so, like, for instance, the Decimator or the Jumpmaster had turret arcs. But in 1.0, turret arcs didn't rotate. A turret arc in 1.0 meant you had a 360-degree arc at all times. You could fire no matter where. Uh, and their answer to that was auto thrusters, but auto thrusters was not the boosts that it is in 2.0. Auto thrusters was if you are beyond range two or outside of the primary front arc of the ship, you got an auto evade. You could change one die result automatically to an evade. And that was their balancing mechanism for ships like the Falcon, ships like the Outrider, the Decimator, the Jumpmaster any turret arc ship. The only ship that had a mobile arc was the Shadowcaster. That was the only ship that had an arc that you could manually change where it rotated to. Everybody else just had a static 360 degree arc. And, oh, one of the most broken lists ever, and I think I've talked to Chris about this, was uh, four scum Y-wings. TLT. With TLT, that gave you a 360-degree arc. Each ship could fire twice, and you were almost guaranteed to get one damage because if the attack hit, you canceled all dice results and dealt one damage. And you could do it eight times around. Two with each of the Y-Wings, and you had a 360-degree arc, so there was never a reason to not take the shot. So there were some things in 1.0 that don't need to make their way to 2.0, but there are some fun things that I wish would, so... Hopefully we'll do the segment a little more often and we'll go through some of that stuff. And who knows, maybe if we can figure out how to get TTS to work with these cards, maybe we'll throw down a 1.0 game here and there. We'll see. I was advised to not play 1.0 with you. <laughs> who yeah. told you that, John? Nope. All right. We're going we're gonna to move on from this segment and close out the show with our Rebel Hanger Academy. <laughs> So, I believe tonight we're going to focus on Republic. Question is, do you want to do hyperspace or extended? Let's open it up. Let's do extended. So far with this segment, we've kept it to extended, so let's, let's continue doing so. All right. So, for those of you who do not know, there it is. Okay. Good, now it's coming up. I don't know why it's telling me I have missing items, but it is. So if I were to build a Republic list, which I actually genuinely like Republic, there's two there's two methods you can go with. Because they don't really have swarms. You could go with a, I want to run Jedis, or you can go with, I want to run more of like a upgraded Rebel Beef list, right? And I think both are very viable. I think the difference is, is your play style. My play style is to not run a rubble beef list. It's to run some sort of a swarm. But y'all know that, so we're not going to do that tonight. We're going to pick something different to run, something a little bit more fun. So we're going to start with an Ada 2 Actus. 
And since it's extended, we have different Jedis we can pick from. So Shot T is the most popular choice. And she says at the start or at the start of the end phase, you may spend one force token to choose a friendly ship at range zero to two. Each chosen ship does not remove one focus or evade token till the end phase. So for 44 points right there, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty tight. Now you gotta still be cagey. You, You do. Um, you are limiting your attack a little bit, but I'm telling you, she gets two force. So, Charles, do you have any upgrades or things you think might be good at, good with that? Shakti? Yeah. Um, and no, you one... can't put hate. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, hate. <laughs> no, the one that comes to mind that I saw, I want to say it was in Bespin, uh, was putting um, auto blasters. Okay. Which is a pretty cheap cannon. I like auto blasters. And if we're going to run auto blasters, we might as well run marksmanship because it's only one point more. Come on, marksmanship. And that says, while you perform an attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, you may change one hit to a crit. If you can outmaneuver them and they're not near firing arc, they can't cancel crits. Um, I would say for her, that's that's probably pretty good. I would not add a bunch more to her because you're, <laughs> excuse me, you're investing quite a bit of money into her. So now you got to say, do I want to run deltas? Do I want to run heavy hitters, or do I just want to evade a bunch? Right? Because you could take another ETA, and this is one that nobody uses. But you could take Yoda. Yoda's four points more. Yoda says, after another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 spends a force token, you may spend one of your force, and that ship recovers a force. So if we're going to put auto blasters and marksmanship on Shakti, why not make Yoda a defensive ETA? We're still under 100 points, and that allows him to refuel Shakti. Crazy? Am I crazy? Somebody say something. You're muted, Matt. You're doing good. Did you have the crit bot on uh, Shakti? I did not because she's a four, and I'm a little worried that if we do a crit bot on her, it might not work. Um, We can put the crit bot on her, but if we're going to pick another ETA or another Delta, we got to be careful. That's all I'm saying. And that's why I wanted Yoda in there. Now, you could run Yoda as a crew card. I like Yoda. I think Yoda in the ETA is still pretty pretty aggressive. And you could still put, um, you could put Brilliant Evasion on him if you wanted. You can, which is essentially, you could spend one force to change two of your eyeballs to evades you can put patience on there what you can about gain a deplete to recover a force token so there's a couple of things you can do with him too so i have a question mm-hmm. matt you mentioned the crit bot 
What about instead of doing a crit bot, you had mentioned, Chris, about putting a Delta 7 on there. What about Barris? Barris Ophi right. allows you to spend a force to change a focus to a hit or a hit to a crit result for a friendly ship at range 0 2 when it performs an attack. So between marksmanship and Barris's ability, depending on how your dice roll out, you could wind up hit crit. If you rolled two natural hits, you could wind out, you know, crit crit, really. Or even better, if you're, you know, if you're at range one in bullseye, you get four dice that you could roll and be able to mod two of them uh, into crits if you needed to. And <laughs> if your auto blasters are placed right, they can't cancel those crits. Uh, so having Barris available, it's 38 points. But I mean, if you put the Delta 7B upgrade on him, her and her, her. even then, oh, excuse me, her. So she's so Barris. She only has one force. That's my gripe always about Barris. But I suppose if you have Yoda in there, Yoda's a battery anyway, so Yoda force battery. And then if you did put the Delta 7B, naked Yoda, shock T with auto blasters and marksmanship, you still got 50 points to either kit them out and run a three-ship list or 50 points to stick a fourth one in there, depending on what you wanted to put in. So you, yeah, at true. this rate, you have to add a fourth one. <clears throat> there's not going to be enough output without it. Um, yeah. There just won't be. But would you so do you... it? Del would you do a Delta seven on Barris or would you just run a CLT? Well, and that's a good question because you can run a Jedi Knight with Delta seven B and keep um, <laughs> Baris Barris the same way you could do that otherwise if you drop it you get 17 points back so it kind of depends on where you want to go with your next ship so we're going to take it offer and then we're going to say all right before we do that <clears throat> because you have to have an aggressive another aggressive ship you're just going to have to you ha you have to do that to be able to do damage because if you take that delta 7 off her where is your damage going to come from? Hmm? I don't know. None of them, none of them hit very hard unless you're behind them, right? Well, that's the idea. It's the idea is, is I don't need to come in and do 175 points of damage. I need to come in, do a little damage, run, reposition, and come back. You could go. Tactics. Yep. You could go with another ETA. So we're going to pull the... It's a lot of squishy, though. Whew. It is. It's all about maneuverability now. And you have Obi-Wan. Or you have Anakin. With Anakin, I, like I still have 10 points left. What's my? What's the name of the, the astromech that's a crit bot? R7A7, I believe. Okay. Yeah, R seven A seven. Yep. While you perform right. an attack, you may spend one energy to change a hit to a crit. All right. And then I can add my Annie, auto blasters. Said... Yep. So I could do Annie. I could put auto blasters. And marksmanship. And have a three point bid. 
That's interesting. Now, oh, no, because you're going to put CLT on, uh, Chris. In, yep, unless you put CLT on. Then you're 200 even. Ish, but two weird pieces. You, you do. You have one heavy hitter, one medium hitter, one ultra defensive ship, and one medium defensive that can modify two of your other ships. Interesting. So when we talk about, you know, again, this is supposed to be a semi-competitive um, list. This is not, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, this is probably not meta. I, this is definitely something that would have to be tested. And I think the, the idea probably is near meta, though. But it is. Shock T is 100% meta. And Anakin kind of comes in there behind that. You are the only issue you have is that you have no bid. That's your issue. So I don't know if that's good or bad. I think you have to play the list, honestly, to see. I could tell you it's a lot of fun. I like playing Ada's. I only own two of them. I have to borrow one for my kid. But they are fun to play. Matt does not like playing them. They pop. I'm just not good enough. I pop. They pop. Pop, pop. Matt would rather have uh, something that outmaneuvers these. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I think, I think again, I don't think this is a top-tier list, but I do think this is a pretty semi-competitive list, and I do think this is something that you can run at your local, and it would be fun. Yeah. I will tell you there's a lot of bloody triggers, so you have to be careful. But I do enjoy... I do enjoy me some Deltas and some ETAs. Charles, any input? I have been looking for an interesting Republic list to mess around with. Um, and I just might lift this from your hands and see what I can do with it. There you go. Interesting. That's for sure. All right. Should we run it down? You want to run it down, Chris? Yeah. So we have Shock T in the ETA with Auto Blasters, Marksmanship. We have Yoda in the ETA, BF Naked. We have Breeze in the Delta 7 with the calibrated targeting system. And then we have Anakin in the ETA with Marksmanship, Auto Blasters, and an R7A7 Crit Bot Astromech, which is actually really good for three points. And it's said it's only in Republic because if it was in other factions, we could use it all the time. Love it. Love that. Love that Astromech. But you'd, have, you'd have it on all the scum ships that have like all those freaking auto blasters. You would. Oi. Oh, you would. It'd be good, you though. Would. Be good. I wouldn't. I don't run scum very often. It would be good. All right. Any last closing words as we uh, run the episode out? I just saw a thing online that I'm going to watch after that says that Barris uh, became seventh sister. Uh, so I'm going to check that out and see if that's a thing. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Is. Well, thank you all so much for joining us on Planning Phase Syndicate. We've had an amazing time tonight. Episode eight, Aces High. We learned something new. We get to learn how to play and and play that i don't know maybe next week maybe next week we're going to we're going to determine 
depending on uh, uh, schedules and time frame, because my work schedule's gone off the charts crazy, and I'm trying to stream ecstasy games, and I have kids, so my kids still like to hang out with me, weirdly enough. Um, so just give give us a few. Our goal is, is to stream an ASSI game and an episode next Sunday, but at minimum, you'll get an next episode next Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, for anybody that wants to watch. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, do all your weird social media stuff, and make sure you uh, get alerts every time we go live, every Sunday, and every XCC game that we play. With that being said, thank you so much. Have an amazing night, and we'll see you next week. Have a good night. 9 p.m. Eastern.